Good morning. Welcome to this edition of the Richard Urban Show. We present news and views from God's point of view. We're very happy to have Tom Hansen on today. He's running as a Republican for sheriff here in Jefferson County. So please introduce yourself. Good morning. I'm Tom Hansen. I'm a Republican candidate for nominee for sheriff of Jefferson County. I'm the only candidate running for sheriff that's 20 years of law enforcement experience, specifically in Jefferson County and specifically with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Okay, no. Uh, all right. So what are the like main things or like three main things you'd like to accomplish? Like what decide, uh, made you decide to run for sheriff? What, what, what are you looking to um, bring to the department? You mentioned your experience, but like what would be your other um, plans? Well, well, sir, one, one of the things I, I noticed is, is the morale of the department has gone down very badly, and I want to reinstill the morale. I also want to reinstill the faith in the sheriff's office for the citizens. Uh, I talked to some yesterday that said, you know, we never see the police, and I want to, I want to change that. I want them to be seen, I want them to be heard, and I want them to be um, noticed. And I want them to know that the sheriff's office of Jefferson County is the largest police agency in the county is there to protect them. Uh, I also want to make sure, try to get more manpower for the department, both administrative and sworn. Um, when I came on the department in 1995, I was unit 50. The sheriff was unit 40. That meant there were nine other deputies because unit 41 wasn't there that were on the streets. And when I went to work a midnight shift, Sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, I was the only policeman on in the county. There weren't any troopers out. There weren't any municipality officers out, just me. So I know what it's like to be short of manpower. So I want to try to in in increase that and make sure that changes. And okay. lastly, I want, to make, I want to make sure that the communications with the sheriff's offices is open to the, to the public, that people can come talk to me or, uh, and know that I'll, the sheriff's office will be responsive to their needs, their requirements, or their wants. Okay. Um, yeah, you mentioned, you know, having more like presence of, of the department. Well, how do you see the, uh, like, do you feel there needs to be a lot more staffing or budget or I guess those kind of changes, would it depend a lot on getting the budget or can you work with the budget that's already there? Or do you want to comment on that? Well, yeah. Um, right now, because of the Corona uh, virus, a pandemic, you want to call it, I'm quite sure it's going to be a shortage of man, of, of fiscal um, availability uh, because the county hasn't gotten any casino money in 70 plus 80 days now, and they haven't gotten it. They're just now starting to get hotel occupancy taxes again. So it's um, going to be uh, tough for a while, but I'm quite sure that there are other ways to obtain money. There's federal grants, there's some called COPS grants, which is for hiring a manpower, but you have to get the county to go along with it because after three years, the county has to accept the, the deputy salary fully, things like that. But um, there needs to be uh, ways to sit down with the county commission and work out so that there's more manpower, more equipment, because you can't just hire somebody. You gotta, you gotta do, it takes a lot of money to equip. Um, a deputy. Okay. How much more staffing do you think is needed? The Department of Justice says there should be one man, minimum of one man for every 1,500 residents. The, the U.S., um, the 
Census Bureau says we have right now about 59,000 people. I think it's a little over 60 because we do have transient uh, population, people that work at the racetrack in the Barnes area, people who are at, at the university. They're not residents here, but they live here. And so I'm, I'm quite sure it's over 60,000 uh, 60, people in the county. That means we should have 45 deputies right now. We have approximately 35, I think there's 20 working the streets and then there's another 15 either in investigations or in headquarters. So at least another 10, probably closer to 15. That's the minimum staffing, one for every 1,500 residents. Mm -hmm. Virginia's deputies are one for every 1,000 residents. So they, by that, we should have 60 deputies in Jefferson County. Okay. Do you know like what, what percentage of the budget goes toward the tax department because that's a major function of the sheriff's office right collect property yes, taxes sir. yes sir um the budget itself i can't tell you exactly how much goes to the, i used to be able to tell you to the minute because i used to help write their budget um but it's the, the major amount of the count of the county's budget for the sheriff's office goes to the law enforcement side but the uh the chief deputy chief tax deputy who i've a great working relationship with I've known for years um, is able to keep everything on on track so as far as the exactly how much they get now I couldn't tell you again I've been out of the retired for five years but okay. uh, believe me uh, the tax office is a very important part of the sheriff's office and uh, myself and the chief tax deputy will be working hand in hand to make sure everything's working fine there okay all right well, one thing I wanted to ask you is your opinion on, I know you mentioned you're a, a strong supporter of the um, Second Amendment rights. So yeah. I assume that means, well, you tell me, like if there's, um, you know, so-called red flag laws, which I know we don't anticipate here in West Virginia, but, or that kind of thing, but it's come up obviously in Virginia, would you enforce those kind of edicts or not enforce them? If they're my, not like constitutional? Well, let me explain something to you, Mr. Urban. Uh, I'm also retired uh, military. Between my military career and my law enforcement career, I've taken my oath to, to sworn to the oath to uh, hold the Constitution probably about 15 times. The Constitution is very important to me. And anything that's unconstitutional or close to being unconstitutional, I would not have my men enforce. Uh, if it's if there's adjudication, if the individual has been has been deemed a threat and has been adjudicated in front of a court, not just a hearing in front of a judge that somebody swears that he's violent or whatever, um, that will uh, that will enforce that. But it's been if it's been adjudicated in front of the courts. To give you an example, um, a law enforcement officer was involved in an incident uh, and had to take deadly force on a subject. The mother went into court and lied, saying he was a member. She was a member of his family and felt as though he was a threat because he had guns. And it wasn't only because the sheriff of that county went, "I know this man, and this is wrong, and I don't know who this person is." But the judge had already signed the signed the uh, paperwork. Wow. That's not that's unconstitutional. To take the Second Amendment rights away from things like that. Okay, that's clear. To change the topic a little, but related, like with the current COVID nine situation you know, with many um, different, uh, what do you say, executive orders from the governor. And some mm -hmm. of them, you know, we see come down to our county. I've noticed like even 
ton of crazy stuff. Like I noticed, you know, the park's closed and there's, there's no park benches in Moulton Park. It's like, what I'm trying to say is, so those kind of orders, like, I mean, theoretically, I suppose, like I was in Bolton Park on Memorial Day, and there are many people there. I suppose if the officers want to take it to the extreme, they could arrest someone, you know, hey, why are you in the park? It's closed. Or what, do you, what about orders like that? Would you enforce well, those kind of things? Well, can I, say, can I, make, can I make an observation, sir? Yes, it's sir. The same thing, it's the same thing with the, the mail-in ballots, okay? We can go to Walmart, we can go to Costco in, in Frederick or Winchester, or we can go to uh, Sam's Club in Hagerstown or, or um, Frederick. We can go to any store we want in the area with a mask on, but we can't go to a park. We can't go to, we can't go to the courts and have a ballot because they, didn't, they felt as though they were afraid, but you'll go to Walmart. Right. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, okay. that's clear. I just wanted to know, your, you know what you're thinking on that. I mean, yeah. we know it's not necessarily right here, but there's been things like that happening across the country, crazy things, you know, people went to the I beach, understand. whatever. And, and I, I, I guess a lot of it is, and only my observation of seeing incidents, I haven't seen a lot of sheriff's office deputies doing it, because again, the sheriff's are constitutional officers. Sheriffs are, are officers that um, uh, are, work for somebody elected by the people. A lot of them were were uh, enforced by police departments, and the chiefs work for the mayor, and they work at the will and pleasure of the mayor. So if the if the chief says no, I'm not enforcing that. Guess what? You know, uh, the mayor can say, okay, you're suspended. I'm you're you're my dep you're my deputy chief kind of thing. And so I can understand that, but um, no, to send somebody to a park because there's somebody's there with his 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 or her family to enforce some law that is ridiculous? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, that's clear. Yeah, I mean, there's, of course, there's the other examples of the, um, on the side of the businesses. I know there were, were some businesses that were asked to, um, I guess, close down, I understand, you know, like the um, shooting range and the golf course, or what do you think yeah. about that? I think I think the current I think the current sheriff overstepped his, his authority. Uh, all he had to go in and says, okay, they're not being socially distanced. Okay, go in, make sure that you got one cart per person for right now, and uh, it may cost you a little more money in gas, but at least your people are open. You don't close down something. You give them an alternative. You walk in and say, okay, listen, you're not a, you're not a, 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 adhering to the quote unquote social distancing, so you got to do this. You got to have uh, one cart per player. Which they do now. Okay. You know, you close down the you close down the only golf course, and the governor specifically said golf courses can stay open. Right. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Again, we've yeah we've seen those kind of things happening some locally, but throughout the country. Um. Yeah. Would so. Um. I think you mentioned like on your website. You know, of course, you're concerned as we all are about like the opioid situation or the drug enforcement or well the right. whole situation do you have any specific ideas about that like what you could do maybe that's different or that's not being done or or in well, general like i said on my website um jefferson county is not an island we're not an oasis 
we're surrounded, all right? And most of our opioids come from Maryland, Baltimore v. Pacific. What I wanna do is I wanna appoint and, and sit down with the sheriffs of Loudoun and Clark and Washington and Frederick and Berkeley County, either all together or separately, try to get a meeting with all of them and set up a liaison system where if say Loudoun County Sheriff's Office doing a, a checkpoint on the county state line on 340, then we'll do one up on Route 9 and at the, uh, on, coming into route on Route 9. So that we try to um, work with and also do the same thing. So we're not only cutting off one exit, so people coming in one way go, okay, I go that way. I'll go up uh, Harperstown, Harpers Ferry Road and come in to the county that way. We can start working together. Same thing with Clark County. If Clark County wants and try to get something that, okay, all three of our departments are gonna do a checkpoint at, at the county line so that mm -hmm. people are gonna get, you're gonna ca start catching them. And- Well, how would that work? Like you, you would stop all vehicles or how does that work? Well, it'd be, it'd be like a, a road check, like uh, we'd have to go through the, you know, the, the policy like we would for a DUI check. But the point is like, do a checkpoint. Um, we're, you know, uh, license registration, have a nice day. But um, the point being is if they're leaving the county or coming into the county, it, it happens. And so if they're, if they're uh, like I said, we put it in the paper that there's gonna be a checkpoint this on these days, like we have to be required to, and then we set something up in conjunction with one of the other sister agencies. Uh, same thing with, uh, if they're gonna do a, uh, a sweep of something or they've got investigation that leads us to Jefferson County, I don't want them just working there and say, okay, that's Jefferson County, we'll work. We want them, we want a point of contact in our agency that, gonna, that they can reach out to say, listen, we're seeing this in your area. And this is the individual is running between our county and your county and dealing drugs or whatever, so that we can fight that also. There needs to be a point of contact all the time so that they can reach out and say, this is who I need to talk to. Okay, okay. I think one other thing you mentioned in your materials is about like a community liaison or, well, or improving the respect for the community of the law enforcement, I guess, and vice versa. Could you want to comment on that? Well, like, like I said in the beginning, sir, um, I think the county feels as though they don't, they never see the, the sheriff's office. They never see a, a deputy. And that's because they are out, not out there patrolling. They're not out there saying, but then again, sometimes they are patrolling and they're just not seen. Um, but the, the deputies need to be out. The deputies need to be nearby. And if you, you know, you stop by and wave somebody, um, they're able to be, it's all visibility. It's all, and it's all perception. If you perceive there's no deputies out there, then there isn't. But you have to be out there to be seen and you have to be patrolling. Uh, we've had in the sheriff's office years ago, established the patrol areas, depending on how many manpower, I mean, deputies there are. So I want to put a deputy in the, in the patrol areas, depending on how many, if there's five out for the shift or there's four out for the shift or there's three. So that they're out there patrolling and they're out there working and they're out and get, getting the respect of the, of the uh, community. Okay, that's fair enough. So one thing, um, what, what would you say, or what do you think about this point? Like, um, I think I was talking to uh, Mr. Harris, he's mentioning that, you know, okay, you've been on the force for, I believe 20 years previously. Yep. So, now, uh, you know, I'd like to be the sheriff. And so 
why would this be a better time than when you're on before to make changes? I guess what it's saying is like, could have you already made some changes or was enough done then? Or I, I don't know if I'm making sense anyway. You, you and and what, I'm, what I want to say about that, Mr. Mr. Urban, is that you can, I can be the number two or the number three man in the department and I can bring a suggestion to the sheriff. Unless the sheriff wants to do it, guess what? It doesn't get done. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter okay. what rank I have. I, at one time, like I said, at one time I was the number two man in the department. One time I was the number three man in the department. But if I come in with a suggestion to the sheriff, who is the, the, the man, and the sheriff says, no, I don't want to do that. Guess what? It doesn't get done. Right. Okay. So Makes sense. It, it doesn't matter how many times I can bring something to want to make changes. And I did make changes. But the point is, is that, again, I'm always, you know, you're not the number one man, man, so you're not making that final suggestion, that not finalist decision. Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. Um, training. I think you mentioned about training a little earlier. Um, like, so with the training officers, so we see a lot of stuff happening around the country now with the, you know, unrest and rioting stuff. What I, what I was going to get to is like, so it seems like that officer in Minneapolis was, you know, known for not being a very good officer, the one who's accused of murdering like George Floyd. So my question mm -hmm. simply is like training, do you have any comment about training, the importance, you know, I know of course most 99.9% police officers are very good and competent, but maybe there's occasionally one that isn't. Anyway, do you have any comment on it? Well, sir, yes, sir. First of all, let me explain to you. Unfortunately, when we hire police officers, we have to hire from the, the, the human race. Right. And it's not, and I've said before, it's hiring a police officer is not, okay, you walk in, I like you, look good, you're, you're like you would in, in any other job. You may have one interview or two interviews, and okay, you're it, you're hired. To hire a police officer takes sometimes up to two years. There is a written test. There's a physical agility test. There is a polygraph test. There's psychological evaluation. There's a psychological test. There's a psychological interview. There's a background investigation. There's a uh, medical evaluation. There is a, and then before that, there's an academy training, and then there's six months of field training officer training where they're riding around with another, a seasoned officer. And during those times, we do our best to try to weed out bad ones. Something that pops up, up, oh, this isn't good, and let's let's stop him right here. But sometimes they slip through the cracks. Now this one's been brought up on charges numerous times, and uh, I understand, and I don't know the where's all and what all of the charges but according to what i've read the at that time uh attorney general or the prosecuting attorney refused didn't want to prosecute him or deal with him so he stayed on the on the force this is all has to come to light and this is all part of his 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 um his jacket as they say to speak everything that happens to an officer in his career and so because of that uh, the agencies didn't take the proper steps to try to uh, eliminate this from the, this problem from their agency. And uh, he's been on 19 years. Right. And so that tells you that if he's had numerous trouble, he's, ha he's probably hadn't been one with one chief, probably been more than one chief, but we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Well, so as you're coming toward the close here, you know, to differentiate yourself, I know you're, you're running against Steve Harris on the Republican ticket. 
So right. why would the voters choose you versus Mr. Harris? What 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 would really differentiate yourself? Well, I know the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. I know the citizens of Jefferson County. I've been here for 25 years and I've been associated in law enforcement for 20 of those years here in Jefferson County. And there are a lot of people here that know me. Uh, I, I was a school resource at Jefferson High School, 99, 2000. I still get, I'm like filling up gas and, and somebody yell, hey, Deputy Hanson, remember me? And so I've known in the county, but I know the workings of all the departments in the sheriff's office, the animal control, the tax office, and the sheriff's law enforcement division. I know them, I know how to work. it works, and I know West Virginia law. I know about chapter seven, which is the hiring, firing, and, and disciplining of, uh, and, uh, of uh, a deputy, and I know how it works. And no one is better fitted for the sheriff's office than me. Uh, and so that, that's pretty much what I would say. Okay, well, that's clear. All right. Um, I think that brings us toward the conclusion here, unless you have any other uh, closing thoughts. I do urge everyone, of course, to vote on June 9th. You can right. early vote too, but, and there are other important races, like three Supreme Court justices will be decided, you know, at that time. So right. only then, and our school board, of course, magistrates. Yeah, so any other thoughts? Well, I'd like to say this. I'm, I'm the, I'm, I have been endorsed by Patrick Morrissey. My campaign has been endorsed by Patrick Morrissey, the chief law enforcement officer of this state. If that doesn't tell you who's the best candidate, nothing does. And I've also been endorsed by the Tea Party, the We the People of West Virginia. And that tells you that I'm conservative. So I think those two points right there will tell you that I'm the best candidate. All right. Okay. Well, thank you uh, very much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm thank your you, host. Sir. Yes, I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to Historic Harvey Spray. And thank you, and we will see you next time.